from driving big blue around hunters point san francisco for a little test drive make sure the engine's running this is smitty and i'm talking schmidt today with jason Weeman acuna fucking stoked to have the little guy on the episode talking obviously skateboarding sonic days Dogtown. Spending some time in San Jose, Crabtree and Simon Woodstock. Uh, of course, Jackass and all the wild hijinks he's gotten into with Bam and the boys. Really cool conversation. Just his van. He fucking got to go visit Danny boy and meet Pony boy from the Outsiders. Dude, seen and done some rad shit. Uh, before we start, though, I just got to thank the good people at the cellar door. Matt Eversall, Wesley Miller, big shout out. Shout out. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your guys' life to focus on me long enough to interview me and collect some photos and put that together. I got text messages from Tim O'Connor, Joe Brooke, Evan Becker, a bunch of people hitting me up saying they enjoyed it and even made the Thrasher front page. That was pretty cool. The pod god. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks, Steven, for writing that up. That was not me, people. I did not write about myself like that. I couldn't and wouldn't do that to any of you. Um, anyway, big love for that. I got lots of compliments. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go over to the cellardoor.com and uh, check it out. While you're there, browse around. They got lots of cool trinkets, stickers, clothing, decks, all skateboard related stuff. It's kind of like the uh, skateboarding eBay or Craigslist of the world. And uh, they're doing rad shit over there. So check it out. There's a lot of exclusive stuff. I love browsing through that shit. It's kind of like Discogs where you go in and you don't bring your credit card unless you want to max it out. Uh, shout out to Brian Schaefer. Shout out. And uh, the skate park at Tampa. Shout out. Uh, those dudes sent me over a little care package with a bunch of stickers, hats, and a bunch of merch that they put out and got this uh, Gons version of their skate shop sticker, which I love that shit. Look at this little Gons tribute next to each other. My binder's getting bigger. And my smile's getting bigger. So thanks to you. We're going to do a skate park of Tampa giveaway right now. We got a hat. We got some other swag. We're going to put it into a little 775 priority mail um, envelope to mail out to the first person to email. Talkingschmidt at gmail.com and tell me why I should send you this lovely collection of stuff make sure you include your address or you cannot win that's talking schmidt at gmail.com but their plan is shit my plan is gold walk into my plan and you're gonna win 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 all right kids i don't know if you've noticed but i got this new shrunken heads talking schmidt collab beanie which they made for a limited time we have some on TalkingSchmidt.com and Shrunken Head has some in their shop and on their website as well. Get shrunk. Talk some Schmidt. Get shrunk. All right. That's all I got this week. So uh, the voice is getting a little hoarse. Hopefully I'm not getting sick.
I got this new uh, idea that like when you start getting sick, you're like, I feel like I'm getting sick. No COVID. Here's my interview with the man, Jason Wee Man Acuna. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy out there, everybody. Peace. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Wee Man, and you're listening to me on Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cause turn, isn't it? All big dogs in. Schmitty. 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I be shit my pants. Glad. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. It's right. about the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy? He thinks he's tough shit. What's up? We're tastemakers. Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? Let's hear it for Greg Smith. Yeah! All right, what is up, everyone? Uh, excitement is all over the internet right now. Can you feel it? Yes, you can. I don't even know where. I think Huntington Beach is what I'm guessing from what I've uh, been looking at Omar Hassan's uh, Instagrams lately. We got uh, Jason Acuna on the show. Please welcome Wee Man. Ew. I'm actually from uh, Costa Mesa. But are you? did right. you just move there? back there some yeah i moved uh here in august okay i saw omar uh hassan put something like stoked to have jason in the in the neighborhood or, or something yeah he lives like right down the street from me oh so sick. it's pretty cool yeah yeah um, i saw him out and we were like well hey omar's so, the was, shit yeah he's a good guy did you see his curb slam this morning <laughs> yeah wow i saw and i was like D-. and then the other guy, too, I forget who he was skating with, they did the exact same slam. That was a Borden, Josh Borden. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah and then he like shows his head, oh, and yeah, I'm he like, dude, you don't need. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was dying, like, dang. I went okay. to get at these cur- curbs this morning, and we got kicked out because it was at a school. Uh-huh. And we're like, well, school's not in session. The parking lot's completely empty. And uh, they're like, well, it's a liability thing. And I'm like, don't worry. I've hurt myself at multiple places. I've never sued one. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, no, we just can't have it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's kind of the the one good thing that's been going on with the pandemic is uh, a lot of unskatable spots seem to be like skatable right now. Yeah. Yeah. We got the, uh, have you ever skated those banks in SF, the federal building? The, they're they're, they're the like Chinatown? down. Huh? Chinatown? The Chinatown banks? No, these ones are just slanted and they're in front of the federal building. So it's like really hard to skate there because there's security all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But people have been hitting it right now. It's pretty like, okay. But yeah, and everybody's are skating. Wood, are those the wood ones that it's like on the water? No, I've but seen, that's a new I've, spot and everyone. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. It looked like a new spot. I've it kind of looks Chico like Copenhagen bench. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one's yep. sick. But like we we're tripping because we we're like, dude, every motherfucker is skating right now. Like skateboarding is the biggest it's ever been during this pandemic. Like you go to a spot that just started and there's fucking 40 people there already. You're like, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's been interesting. Yeah. Uh, where were you born? 
I was born in Pisa, Italy. In Italy, I'm right? A, yeah, I'm an army brat. My dad was in the army. Ah, uh, so you so, bounced around? Uh, not really. He went to Germany, met my mom, and then he got transferred to Italy. I was born there, and then he got sent back to the States. Okay. So, it, yeah, he's an L.A. native, and then my mom's a German native. Okay. Do you got any so, brothers or sisters? Uh, half. Same dad, different mom. Okay. So, yeah, and then, one brother, two sisters. And did you spent some time in San Jose, right? Yeah, I lived there for nine months. That's it? It, it was... That's it. It was when Sonic was around. It was kind of booming. It was about 98, 97, 98 uh, during that during that time. Mm. I, I want to say more 98. We did a summer tour in 1996 for Sonic. And then a little bit after that, I moved there. Okay. Simon was, yeah, Simon was still on the team. It was right around when Simon Shoot came out. Okay. So, uh, San Jose was booming. There was like uh, San Fernando house skaters, all those, you know, all those guys. So it was fun during that time. So where'd you grow up? You grew up in Torrance? Yeah. Torrance, South Bay area, Torrance, Redondo and Hermosa. Okay. And that's where you yeah. kind of like, uh, found yeah, skateboarding. That's started, yeah. That's where I started skating right in Torrance. Was it through friends or like, how, how did it, do you remember? Uh, I, I just always wanted a skateboard. And I kept getting like shitty ones when I was younger. And then finally, one birthday, I got a few more dollars than I expected. And I bought a Rodney Mullen freestyle board. And I put Indy 101s on it and Street Pal Street Style wheels. No way. And I was skating curbs and different things. Yeah, I was, I was bare, like with no rails on, uh, full board sliding uh, curbs back then. That's it. Like those double-sided ones that you dig out the inside of it and you make it a double-sided. Yeah, like flower. No ends. Yep. Yeah, like a flower pot style one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was skating those back then. What age were you about? Uh, I was about summer between seventh and eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 12, 13. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and when did Jason Acuna become Wee Man? Is it true Simon Woodstock came up with it? No. No. Uh, no, this was way before then. Okay. This was about, uh, this was right when World Industries started. And um, it was in Torrance. So me and my buddy would go there and, you know, try and grab boards and stuff. And every time I went through the warehouse, Sal Rocco, Steve's brother, would always yell to everybody, hey, everybody, we man's here, we man's here. So then when Big Brother was in, you know, involved with World, they always heard Sal call me we man and stuff. So it just stuck from there. Okay. So were you yeah. we were you we man when the uh Big Brother came out? I think it was like ninety two or ninety three, you and Poncho yeah. had Yeah. Okay. That's why they called it the We Men. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did, how, how did that kind of escalate your, did you get a lot more notoriety from the big brother stuff or was it already like, were you sponsored starting, and stuff? It was starting to get big and then big brother kind of just like gave it an extra push. Uh-huh. Then did so. you get more sponsors and stuff when that came out? Yeah, I already had a few. I was like writing for shorty's hardware and who else? 
think Etnies was flowing these shoes back then. So, and then it just started going bigger and bigger from then. Then uh, Simon started throwing me boards my way. But it was funny because I like smaller boards and stuff. And Sonic was known to have the biggest wheelbase yeah. during that time. Like, and when they tried <laughs> to cut me down boards, I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> so. Holy shit. What, who were yeah. some of like the dudes you were like stoked on? Who, who would you see in a magazine or in video that you were like, that's the dude? Uh, it was the top five that like everybody loved. Gons, Nottis, uh, Jason Lee. Um, Ray Barbie, like oh. all the street dudes during that time. Yeah. Were, yeah, were the rag guys. Hensley. Yeah, for sure. Like, so, were you watching but, the, their parts in like oh, heavy? Oh, yeah, all the time. When the blind video came out in 91, that was like a daily. Uh, public domain was the daily. Yeah. And yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. And I, then, I, uh, the H Street video was a daily also. Yeah. The, the first one. Uh, was uh, it Hocus Pocus or Shacklemino? Hocus, po Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus and then Shacklemino. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Those were insane. We were talking about that them. before where like Matt Hensley would just come out with a bunch of shit. You'd be like, you you wouldn't see, there was obviously no Instagram or nothing, but like you wouldn't see anything till the video part came out and you'd be yeah, like. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. The best part was, remember when he first skated those like walking flat bar beams in the middle of the school and he was doing like feebles and hurricanes already and stuff mm -hmm. on it? Yeah. Uh, we have a buddy found one that was like at the end of a concrete uh, walk area, but it went into grass and we were just trying all the tricks we could on it, in, but we kept landing into grass. In the lawn? Yeah, we yep. tripped on the no comply kickflip. Like we were like, wait. The front oh, foot yeah. doesn't hit it. How, what is yeah, going yeah. on? It's just like a full like <laughs> toe press. It is insane. Yep. There was so much shit. Yeah, epic times. Uh, what were yeah. some of the early earliest trips you went on skate trips? Was it with who would that have been with? Oh yeah. So the Sonic, Sonic. summer of '96 was the first one. We went 40 days across the whole country. No way. I mean, we we saw all kinds of stuff. Simon left the tour for a little bit. He was about to get married with some chick he found on tour. <laughs> um, we got, we were, it, it's a crazy story. We were in Mississippi and we were trying to find a restaurant and we found a Denny's like off the highway. And it's pretty crazy. It's, it's like a reverse. I want to say it, this is back then too in 96. It was a reverse racism you know, which was totally understandable. We were in, you know, in a different part of the country. Yeah. Uh, we get out of the van and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good. And seven young kids, you know, skate punks walk into this Denny's and it was like the record skipped. And the lady who was our waitress came by putting waters down and she said it would probably be in your best interest if you boys don't stay. Oh, and we were like, no problem. We're walking <laughs> out right now. No need to get crazy. And, we're, and I was like, wow. Like, it was a total, you, you know, you, you don't get put in those situations until you're really in it. Right. And you're like, wow, this is, it's crazy feeling. Huh. Who was the crew? Was Crabtree on it at that time? Yep. It was me, 
Mike Crabtree, Charlie Watts, Charlie Watts, Nanda yeah. Zip, Simon, uh, Jason. This was when Scarecrow was around for like Santa Cruz area, but they were there. Jason, the kid Adams, Sick. and Crazy Eddie Nemeth. Oh, rest in and peace. And this is when his, um, what's that called? His epilepsy or whatever. Benicia? Where, yeah, where he's lost all his hair. Oh. And Nanda's zip was freaking out because he didn't know what was going on. He thought it was contagious? Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy. But no. those dudes were ripping then, like ripping. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. So... 90s, I think around 96, the Big Brother video came out, their first one. Uh, dumb shit. or shit, yeah, shit was first, shit was right? The first one, okay. Uh, no, she came out, no, she came out really? like 92, 93. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the one where you got blue paint on, right? I was blue painted, yeah, and I cruised the town and stuff, uh, okay, yeah, and I was on the cover, so. I'm tripping on this because it seems like in my perspective, that's kind of what went down is like you came out in Big Brother. Then were you working for Big Brother? Like I did. uh, Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, I was doing the subscriptions probably for about three issues. I worked for it. Okay, And And I was in the back, back just loading magazines into manila envelopes, sending them out to people who subscribe. Right. And I didn't do that great of a job, but... (laughs) It was fun. Was that at the um, like where Larry Flynn is? Like, at- no, that was before Larry Flynn. Oh, this is right. when it was still at World Industries. Okay. So this was probably I did it for a few issues. They didn't. I wasn't doing too hot. They let me go. <laughs> it went for maybe a couple more issues, and then it went over to Larry Flynn. Okay. So then when it went to Larry Flynn, they, it might have been even a little bit longer after. That's when I was riding for Dogtown and Red Dog wanted to turn me pro. So I had my first pro model by Dogtown and Dave Carney, we were out like big, all the big brother guys were out and Dave Carney heard it goes, Oh, down the line, we'll do something, you know, like in the mag. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And next thing you know, it was the next issue. And so it was the first one that Larry Flint actually pressed out. So I was like, oh, shit. So I had to go with Rick, put a bunch of stuff together. But in the meantime, so we were filming the Pro Spotlight and filming this, like shooting photos for this Pro Spotlight and filming stuff for Jackass. Oh, that's when Jackass was starting. We were were double dipping in it. Yeah, because Jeff, once the magazine got sold, Jeff left and he wanted to start his own thing. And so that's when we filmed Jackass did the pro spotlight. So then I filmed the Oompa Loompa bit for the, for the first uh, episode of Jackass. And that was what we shot as the cover photo for the magazine. Ah, yeah. So then someone in the Larry Flint subscription area switched the two magazines around and the one like crazy porn one Went to all the big yeah. brother subscribers, <laughs> and the big brother one went to all the porn the porn people. Like the so skate they, they, subscription they, 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 got they the porno, and, and the porn subscription got the skate. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think Leno that was intentional? Ah, uh, yeah. There was somebody. You know what I mean? It got attention. 
Yeah. So, of course it was. I remember when Unless that they just ran a shitty subscription place and people just got whatever magazines, well, you know, and it, who's, who's going to complain about what porn mags they get, you know? <laughs> it lets, you know, they're what? just their names. In, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, man. You know. I remember seeing you at the King of the Road. Was it the Midway or something? You were like in the van serving drinks, I think, right? Uh, yeah. Birdhouse team. Tony called me up and it goes, dude, we're about to win. We need one more like bit and we think this will win. And we're going to do a mini bar in the back of the van. We're going to have a mini bartender. That's right. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it for you, Tony. Uh, At first I wasn't going to do it, but Tony personally called me. Uh-huh. And I said, all right, I'll do it. Sick. When did you get your first tattoo? What was your first tattoo? My first tattoo was actually under here. It's like early 20s, like 21, 22 or whatever. And it was a girl's name and a heart. But then I got it lasered off and I put the old like sailor style man's ruined uh, tattoo, women drinking and gambling. Okay. And I just always told people I, I uh, love ruining myself. that's sick did you have like a I don't know what's the right words but like you were aware of Poncho obviously right like what was what was the dynamic there like as far as like when we first were in the magazine together we'd call each other we never lived by each other but we'd call and say what up and then outside people always wanted to start beef with us right you know and it just, it never happened or nothing ever, you know, went about it. And then it kind of just faded. And that's when, like, skateboarding maybe have gone at a low. And Poncho went to a different kind of career focus. Uh-huh. And I just kept skating. But then later, you know, we life, we kept meeting up and everything was always good. Everything had always been, you know. Uh-huh. I never had beef with anybody, so... And yeah. I knew Poncho wouldn't. Yeah, I think it, it always felt like, because uh, I talked to Poncho about it too, and it was always just a thing like, who would win in a fight or who who can do it better or this or that. And Poncho's like, fuck, dude. I just want to skate. Like, fuck off. Yeah, that's yeah. how it was. That's yeah. exactly how it was. Like, I think people, it's like the news, you know, like people, they need to stir up something that's not even stirred up. What was one of, I mean, there's probably so many highlights is a tough question, but like, as far as like through the big brother era, like, did you go to Disneyland when they interviewed Slayer? Of course I did. Was that one of the highlights? Oh my God. That Conklin was diving into the submarine. Yeah. And then him telling, so he took his shoes off and he left them at the top of the monorail and he dove in and when security came, uh, they're like, well, what happened? And he said, some Asian dude like got all crazy with me and did like a sidekick. And I flew back out of my, and they're like, out of your shoes? He goes, yeah, out of my shoes. And, and so the- he actually had to stay at Disneyland jail overnight. Fuck. So they have their own policing system, their own <laughs> everything, because they don't want the news to know any, like Anything happened. So they kept him 24 hours, rewatched tapes, anything. So no property was damaged and nobody got hurt. 8 a.m., washed and dried his clothes, gave them back to him, and just kicked him out of the park, let him go. 
Wow. And so, yeah, but hanging out with Slayer, like, it was like uh, Danny Way was there, Colin right. McKay, us, Lance Conklin. And Slayer went off a little bit to, like, do something. And when they heard the story, they thought it was me. They were like, <laughs> no, Lance did it. But they were awesome dudes. Like, that was a Slayer story. Mm. Uh, another Slayer story I have is um, on... Nine ten zero one, Cossack and I went to the Hollywood Cemetery, and we went to the record release party for "God Hates Us All," the Slayer album. Yeah, that was supposed to release on nine eleven, and yeah, it got pulled from. But when we went there, Rick pissed on graves. I picked up Tommy. I went behind Tommy, went under his legs and picked him up. Like it was one of the best times ever. Like I love Slayer. Yeah. They're the shit. Yeah. So this past 2018, I saw him in Irvine and when they were playing, it was misting. So when rain of blood came on, Uh, it was like the best thing. Yeah. It was like May 11th. And then on May 16th that year, I flew up to Vancouver on my birthday and saw him in Vancouver. Oh, sick. Yeah. You've seen him a bunch? Yeah, I've seen him a few times. Rad. They're rad. I love those dudes. Yeah, for sure. What's some other music? I see you wearing the Black Flag shirt. What's some other music you've been kind of like a staple that it hasn't just been like the Johnny Come Lately band, like something that's been in your repertoire forever? Uh, Black Flag, Black Sabbath. Right. Ever since I was a kid, Slayer, obviously, Metallica, more metal punk is my kind of scene. Mm-hmm. I will go off. I'll listen to like The Cure, The Smiths, um, David Bowie, Stones, mm-hmm. The Beatles, um, everything, anything that's like real music, real good. Nothing that's uh, like computer or electronic generated is more my style, more like that comes like from feeling where you can feel it. Okay. Yeah. Was there a certain time where you thought that like, I don't know, you went somewhere for the first time where everybody kind of knew you more like was like the first jackass, the second jackass somewhere in that time. I'm guessing where like you, Uh, you're all of a sudden a lot bigger than you just were. Yeah. So it was during, it was right after I just turned pro for Dogtown. Uh huh. We were filming the Pro Spotlight. We did the. We were filming Jackass at the time, and the magazine had gone out. Jackass had aired, you know, here in the states. It was only the TV show, mm-hmm. and then it was like that summer. Uh, I went on a, a, a skate tour in Tokyo, Japan, with the Grind King team guys. So Grind King. Team sent me. I think there was another Dogtown guy on Grand King at the time too, mm-hmm. and we all went to Tokyo, Japan, and we were just we went and skated a few spots, and we were just walking down the street, and people started coming out of the stores yelling "We man, We man," and my buddies then were like, "Oh shit, it's on now! Like you are known." And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So that was uh, MTV, the first episode? Yeah. Like, okay. It had only been out three months. 
And then we went on the tour and it just came out in Japan too. Okay. So, yeah. And so did that affect your lifestyle? Like, did you have to change yeah. anything up? Never had a bodyguard, never had like an assistant, never changed the way I do things, nothing like that. Okay. Everything stayed the same. Wake up still. I won't skate packed parks, you know? I kind of have that, like, I love skating by myself or just with my bud syndrome. But mm. other than that, never changed my lifestyle. Adjusted it, you know, to certain things. Uh-huh. But, yeah, still go to the public. Still, like, you know. Yeah. I, don't, I never call people and go, hey, do you know who this is? <laughs> like, yeah, never. <laughs> so, I mean, the, uh, if I show up somewhere and they recognize me and, like, me and my friends benefit from it, that's fine, but I'll never be like, hey, do you know who I am? Right. No, I yeah. know what you mean, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, never, never. Because for a while you were living in your van, right? Uh, yeah, in 2018. I sold, like, I was going to move up to Canada. I kind of needed, a, it just needed some sort of change. Mm. And I was going to buy, like, 160 acres of land and big, like, not big house, but a good-sized house. And it kind of fell through. Nothing was really happening. And I put my, like, people weren't believing me. Like, hey, I'm going to buy this on the contingency of my house selling. And they're like, no, no, no. We like, we want to know, no. And I'm like, all right. So I like put my house on the market just to see. And it sold in three weeks. So I was like, well, fuck it, you know. And I was living in a hotel for like two months. And I didn't want to buy anything here in 2018. The market was crazy. Uh-huh. And it was just like, it's, it's, it's stupid to buy a huge like mansion. I got, I had a big house. I got it in 08, 09. And I got it like right after the market crashed and all that. I got a great deal on it, uh-huh. but it was huge. It was a four bedroom, four and a half <laughs> bath, like stacked house living like, you know, full beach mansion. Just and I you? Was by myself. Oh, yeah. So I was like, taking up one fourth of the house I kind of needed a change I needed a shaking up and I so then I was living in a hotel and I'm like I can be pretty good like with just about this much stuff and I'm like let me see what people do like van life travel the country skate wherever I want do whatever and I just did a whole bunch of googling watching videos and found like the sprinter van I loved it and what sold me on it was one guy went to an off-road course, like that Jeeps go to, different vehicles. And he called up Sprinter and he goes, hey, I'm going to test out your van in this off-road course, like beginner, intermediate, and advanced course. And I'm going to put it to the test. Just wanted to let you know. Well, they sent someone to be with him to watch over to make sure, like, he didn't BS or nothing. Did the whole course. And in the advanced part, there was this turn that was like a full 180, like full U-turn. Every other car, vehicle, whatever, had to three-point turn it. And the sprinter just went and took it. And I'm like, done. That's what I want. (laughs) Called my buddy. I asked him what he knows about him. And he goes, I'm driving one right now. He Uh goes, come down tomorrow. I'll take you to a spot. He goes, we'll look at him and all that. So... Yeah, this was in October of 2018. Uh, they said I wouldn't get a van until July. And I go, I'm like living in a hotel. I need one now. And they're like, well, look at these used ones. 
And I'm like, okay, I'll check these used ones out. So I looked at them. I called one guy. It was a Thursday. It was Thursday before November 1st. And November 1st was a Monday. And so I called this guy and I'm like, hey, looking at your van, wondering if you have any bites on it. And he goes, well, I got one guy, but it's not really responding. He's in Arkansas. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm flying in Monday. I want to see your van and I might be leaving with it. I go, I'm bringing my checkbook. Just know that. He goes, come on down. I'll take you to lunch. I'll show you the van. So I met this stranger, went to lunch. We talked for like three or four hours. Loved the van. Wrote him a check. He would live an hour away from Preston. So I called Preston. I said, Preston, I just bought this van. I'm on the road. I'm an hour away from your house. Can I stay in your front yard tonight? He goes, yeah. So went to Preston's, stayed the night. We went out, had some drinks, had some food, had a good time. And I'm like, okay, I got to get back on the road. I, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to head kind of towards back L.A., figure myself out. Uh-huh. He goes, all right. And I'm like, well, Oklahoma's next. I'm going to call Matt Hoffman, see if I can stay at his house. So I called Matt, and Matt's like, all right, if you come, we have to jump out of the plane the next day. And I'm like, no problem. I've jumped out of planes. Let's go. So we drove to Matt's house, stayed the night. We drove to this uh, um, skydiving spot he always goes to, went, did a jump, came back home. I stayed a couple days with Matt. We had fun and then continued on the road. He told me to go then to, um, who was it? Danny Boys from House of Pain had bought. <laughs> had bought the house that uh, was in the movie. It, it was the outsiders. Oh, so no the way. House, yeah. So he bought that house, fixed it all up, looked at the movie, redid the whole thing. Whoa. And yeah, he goes, just stop by. I'll probably be there or whatever. I'll tell him you're coming, whatever. So he texts me. He's like, yeah, show up, whatever. And nothing was told to me. I show up on a Saturday. S.E. Henton, the lady who wrote the book, Pony Boy, no. and uh, the mayor were all there. They were doing a hand printing, cementing in the hands, like photos, all that. And I show up in my band, I'm like, hey, everybody, what's going on? Like, Come on in. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Where's that? It's in, it's also in Oklahoma. It's on, right on the other side of Oklahoma. It wasn't too far from Matt's. Wow. But it was in the ghetto and he bought it like uh, drug users, homeless people were um, squatting in the house oh. and he was fixing it up and had to keep kicking people out. Damn. They renamed the street, fixed up the whole area. The property values of everybody's home in that area just went up. Went through. Oh man. Yeah. Did they do they have to modify the van for you for driving? What do you mean? Like just for driving? I mean like yeah, for like the, the pedals or the seat or the pedals are just pedal extensions. Oh okay. So you just yeah. add them onto there. Yeah. It's nothing big. And then everything yeah. else is the same. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. damn. Okay. So you were ready to go once you bought the car. It's like yeah, I just threw on my pedals and took off. Damn! How and so yeah. you were on the road for? Did you say a whole year? I uh, I did eleven months. So 
So I did seven months in that band. This band was like, had a shower, toilet, stove, oh, fridge, yeah. like everything. But the bed was like the couch folded down to the bed. And I'm like, well, I sleep more in it. So I want a bigger bed. Like after, after driving it a while, you kind of figure out what you need and what you don't need. Mm-hmm. And it was a higher sprinter. And I saw they made shorter ones. So the guys who built it, I always went back and did different things with them. Well, one time when I went there, they had a demo van that they just brought back from like this trade show. And I was like, that's the van I want, but I want to change it around a little bit because they, they did it very minimal. They did like a bed, a little couch. Uh, they did two folding beds so you could bring your dirt bikes in it, a couch oh. and table. And I'm like, take those off, but leave the rods. I want a full bed, but lift it so there's storage underneath. Underneath there with the rods that are connected, I'm going to build skate racks because I'm going to put my boards in there yeah, and then put other stuff down here, keep the couch. I'll throw in a cooler and some other stuff. And they're like, perfect. Sold that van, pretty much got what I paid for it and then bought this one cheaper. And, and it then, was all customed out? Yeah, it was more custom to the way I wanted it. Sick. So I still have that van. I drive it daily and I go on camp trips all the time. Uh-huh. I've changed even different things in it now, but it's a short roof, drives better, still four by four, still diesel. Um, and it's everything I've ever wanted. So, Fuck yeah. Man. So then I sold that van. The, the guy who I, and these things, like, if you have a used one, you'll get your dollar's worth of it. They never lose value. In uh-huh. a few years, they're probably going to even gain value. So, nice. Yeah. So I did it. So I did from November 1st, 2018 to October 1st of 2019. So then me and a chick moved into a house in 2019. Cause I was like, okay, I've been on the road enough dating this girl. And you know, she wanted to move out of her place and I wanted to get a place. Mm. So we moved into a spot. And then in December of 2019, we started filming and then COVID hit and everybody got stuck. So luckily I had a place to stay for a oh, little bit. Where were you guys filming? LA. We can only film in LA. Okay. So is that on hold right now? Yeah. How far did you get through? We got a good amount, but it's on hold. So there's there's no like nothing's said or nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. So, is it with yeah. the the same crew? Is all the dudes yeah. involved? Okay. All the dudes, yeah. Me and Jason have gone to uh, Dave England's a few times in Ohio and fucked with uh, the... Oh, uh, yeah. So fun. Yeah. Dude have dress. you seen his band that he kind of has done not, a little bit to? Not recent. No, uh, I heard about it. Is it sick? Yeah. His band's pretty cool. And then he got this other new, like, RV camper. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, with all this shit, I've been kind of taking it serious and haven't really been visiting friends too much. Like me and my, uh, okay. me and my fiance are in a one bedroom apartment in SF and it's like, you feel it. Like everyone's just like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Did a lot of people, have a lot of people done the SF escape and like left SF? I mean, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing news about that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, so, I mean, whatever, I could go off on this forever, but like basically Uh long story short is 
the Google and Facebook and all the technology people, they they moved to SF because all their shit was like in Silicon Valley, like San yeah, Jose Peninsula. Yeah. But they wanted to live in the cool city and then they would bust down to work and back, of course, but live yeah. in SF. So they fucking, all the rent, everything got raised. Like this became this huge desirable place. Now those people are the same people leaving town talking shit on it. Like, oh, there's all these homeless. Da-da. Yeah, there's all these homeless because you fuckers came here and raised the rent. Like yeah. it's just, insane it's so transparent it's the same as here everybody moved like in la it was the same thing everybody wanted to live in the cool highland park down to east la and all that yeah and all these like places just went out you're like really you're paying that much in that area yeah and then yeah that's how the mission got here like the mission was like Super sketchy. I've been locked in bars because people were shooting guns out in front. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. people moved to those neighborhoods and were tripping. And it's like, did you not even research the neighborhood you moved into? They're like, yeah. You know, same down here. Same yeah. thing down here. Yeah. So it same. seems kind of like people Petrified. are always like, is it a ghost town? And you're like, I mean, not really, because we've got millions of people here but it is yeah it is people are leaving for sure hopefully it might be a good time to buy because i'm fucking sf forever i don't give a fuck i'm like let's buy a place everything will drop and then because i was like the only thing that's gonna get rid of these fuckers is a gnarly earthquake they'll all be scared and then they'll bail (laughs) and then we'll just be like (laughs) i went one 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 time when i was young i was living my mom still probably when I was like about 16, 17 and she was going to get transferred in her job to SF. And we went up and stayed and we were looking at places. We were going to move to SF and she like brought me like, could you do this? And I went around for a few days. I even skated through and I'm like, you know what? I think I could. Mm-hmm. And that, it was almost one time, but she did, it's did, great for skating. It's, a, it's only seven oh, dude, square miles. It. You can get anywhere like easy, you know, it's yeah. not spread out at all. So that's yeah. cool. And then there's so much public uh, transportation used, and stuff. I used to love going up there when I lived in San Jose. We always went up there. We yeah. spent New Year's that year, I think from 97 uh, to 98 or 98 to 99. Uh-huh. That New Year's, all of us took the train and went to downtown SF for that New Year's. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Skated all day and then stayed in like Union Square for the fireworks. Oh yeah, we've done that one too. Yep. Yeah. So Oof. uh during all these fucking crazy stunts and shit, has there been one that's been like the scariest or like wildest one that you've done? Uh you mean throughout the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, the one where I did the parachute off the back of the riverboat, that one was pretty scary. So when I'm like sitting there, I'm like, this way, man, this is the swamp shoot. And I throw the parachute. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to like fly up super all nice and neat. I remember. And uh, dur- it was during the movie, uh, the second film, Jackass 2. Mm. And we were sponsored by Miller High Life. So they even sent us a parachute to do something. We were like, we don't know what to do. So we came up with this. Well, the parachute was supposed to go up. I was supposed to be dangling above the river. And then Preston was supposed to come up with some like bolt cutters and cut the rope. And then I was supposed to then fall into the river. Well, (laughs) it was a whole different disaster. Everybody thought I got tangled up in all the ropes 
and was in the water and like was probably gonna drown. And but I came out and it was pretty good footage just from that. So dude, that one was funny. Yeah. Uh, the other one I was thinking of was the um I don't think you really were the main person, but that porta potty bungee where there's Oh, like that was Steve O. Steve O was in himself, yeah. That one was gnarly, yeah. and then the snake one too was fucking it's probably scary. I don't know. Do you are Which you good snake with snakes? One? I think it was like anacondas. Yeah. Oh yeah, anaconda ball pit. Yeah, me, Ryan in uh, Knoxville. Yeah, no, I'm fine with snakes. We did, we did, we worked with anacondas on Wild Boys. We did other snake stuff. Okay, so, yeah. Was yeah, there I'm ever one that you were like, nah, nah, and you you didn't do it? Like, did they ever propose something that you were like, I'm not doing that? Uh, it was. It was a small one. They had this little baby alligator and they came up to me and they're like, let it bite your nipple. <laughs> and I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to let it bite. And then they went up to Knoxville and he did it. Next thing you know, it's like back cover. And yeah. I'm like, really? That like, I just let that go. And <laughs> yeah. So that's the only one I ever said no to. It was like, fuck. Right. Yeah. Fucking Andy said, I talked to Andy Roy. He said that you guys were doing a doubles or something in Antioch or something. Yeah. And now, another first impression with Andy fucking Roy. What's up, Talking Schmidt? Check it out. My first impressions of Wee Man, Jason Acuna. I was at Antioch Skate Park. They had a spine ramp that weighed spire. Everyone would come skate. Air J, rest in peace. We would skateboard there. It was an indoor park. I went there one day and Wee Man was there. He was skating a spine ramp. And as soon as I seen him, he was fired up the skateboard. He's like, let's fucking rip ride. Let's do this. So we had a six session and we also got had such a six session that we did a doubles. I flew off the extension doing a front side air and he did, cause he's goofy, but he did a 5-0 grind underneath me. So we did a doubles. The first time I ever met him, he was so down to skateboard, so fucking excited. He was all about, he's a 100% skateboarder. That's all I gotta say. The motherfucker is sick. He's the raddest. He's down for skateboarding motherfuckers. I'm out. Yeah, we used to skate Antioch all the time because it was real close. Like, we would just drive up all the time. Uh -huh. And they had the best mini ramps and street spot. That, their park was really good for a while. And it was like before its time. And was that the did, indoor one? Yeah, the indoor one that had that long. Yeah, where Wade, Wade killed the spine. Yes. Yep. So the spine ramp is the one Annie and I. I did a 5-0 grind on the extension, and Andy frontside aired over me, uh, like the other way. So I was like, oh, "Sick!" Yeah, it was pretty rad. It was a fun night. Okay. Yeah. Have yeah. you been talking to him much lately? Yeah, I have. Actually, saw him probably about a month or two months ago. Uh, his whole sober living team. Uh, we went, and met up at a coffee shop, and just hung out, drank coffee, and chit chatted. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you are you drinking or no? I am, but I'm not like I can handle mine. I'm not like those dudes yeah. that 
you, you know what I mean? You're going to see him all over TMZ or the internet. I'm yeah. like a low key funded. Okay. And I don't do it where it ruins like my next day or I then become like sloshed and a troublemaker. So how do you deal with type friends that have addiction problems? Like, I mean, Bam I, has dealt I, with it or Andy's dealing with it. Like, how how does that affect you? With Bam, when he first, you know, was doing it happened and he was around here, I was picking him up and taking him to skate spots as much as I could. Keep him and, distracted. Yeah, distracting him. And with Andy and stuff, too, I, like if he calls me or texts me or whatever, I'll go meet up with him. We've tried to plan skating, but it never happened. We've. We've done more meetups where we hang out and just chit chat or go see people or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then he does his school. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to be around a big crowd of kids and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's doing good though. I'm stoked for him. He's, he's doing really good. He's doing a lot better than I thought, like much better than I thought he would be like rad. beyond belief. It's rad. It's super good. Uh-huh. And he's super stoked on it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, you can tell. You can tell he passed that point where it's now realization that you can have fun doing other rad stuff and especially doing the stuff we all started doing. Yeah. Like surfing, there has to be waves. Right. And you have to wait. It might be flat for a week straight and you're not going to surf, you right. know? Snowboarding, there has to be a mountain with snow on it. Skateboarding, any day, any if it's raining, you go to a parking garage. Mm-hmm. If it's this, you go out here. Yeah. If this park's packed, go to this curb. You know, right? Like, grab your board and get go skate down the street from your house. Just skate and hit the bump, the driveway bumps. There you go. You're skating. <laughs> so, exactly. and you know, it's another thing. Like, there's why there's so much skating. How much was a complete skateboard when we were kids? Yeah, it hasn't changed. It's like 125 or something still. Never changed. <laughs> yeah, decks Everything are like 50 else, bucks, whatever. Yeah. You could go into it. Any mom can go into a skate shop right now and go, 100 bucks, you can buy yourself a skateboard. Mm-hmm. And that's how much it was when we were kids. That's crazy. And yeah, it never changed. Yeah. And it gets bigger when, like, if gas prices go up, You'll see less cars on the road and more skateboards sell. Longboards, cruiser boards, whatever. Yeah. It's still a skateboard. Yeah. Wheels and trucks are still selling. Boards are still selling. Yeah. The industry's doing it, good. The hard goods it'll is insane. always do good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm stoked. Yeah, I've talked to a yeah. bunch of shops and they're like, no, this pandemic was like the best year of our life. It was like, fuck. Dude, I've heard it from multiple shops. You hear it from Paul Schmidt and Serta at theirs. Yeah. You hear it from the prime guys, the what, you know, all right. the wood shops. But yeah. Uh-huh. All the companies can't get enough. Yeah. We always, I don't know. I love it. We're always in the yeah. fucking, we got yeah. our shit. Skateboarding has always been ahead of the, the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up with yeah. Chronic Tacos? You still doing that? Yeah. Still doing it. We're, we're opening stores during the pandemic. No way. We we closed a couple that needed to be closed, and it was a good time to let them go. But we've also now opened a few. Damn, how many are there? We have about sixty, sixty-two. Oh, we're worldwide. Shit. No way. Yeah, we're all the way in. We're all the way in Tokyo, Japan. We're in Hawaii. 
We're up in Canada. We're all the way on the East Coast, the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida. Oh, dude, it's killing it. Yeah. Sick. Well, uh, I just, me and uh, a couple of friends, we're all getting little uh, hot sauces from Don Wapo hot sauce. We're getting like oh, a nice. signature hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, I saw they're pretty much putting anybody's face on their hot sauce. Yeah, Andy's got yeah. one and uh, Rick Scummy. Thorne has one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, yeah. Poncho Muller said to ask you if you think he and you should be in the Skateboarding Hall of Fame. Hmm. That's a good question. I'm not one to say, oh, fuck, yeah, we need to be in the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah. I see it as like, uh, like, I think us doing it and we'll always be known that we were kind of the first is a better way to let it be. Mm-hmm. I'm not one that cares about trophies or shit like that. Mm-hmm. I more, I more care about the moment. Right. So if that answers it in whichever way it goes. Yeah. I, I can't say yes or no. So, yeah, I wonder about the Hall of Fame. I've gone to a couple of the ones where they've done and I'm just like, hmm, is this like, do people care? Like, of course, if someone's like, hey, you you're the greatest. You're like, oh, uh, I'll take the award. But I wonder like how much people actually like are those trophies on your mantle or are they in storage? (laughs) They're still in the trunk because you just. Got in your car and you threw it in your trunk. You're like, my yeah. right, lady. Like, yeah, who, yeah, who yeah. knows? So what's going on these days with the pandemic and everything? How are you living? Like, are you kind of like just chilling? I, no, no. No. I did it. So back when it first happened, I did it for a month. Did the whole, oh, my God, can't leave the house. Uh-huh. And I went stir crazy. It was up when I was living in L.A. Yep. And, I, and my chick uh, was a type 1 diabetic she's one of the counts that's like very could get it at any time because mm-hmm. her immune system's not that great. But then we, st- I loosened up first, took me one month and I started street skating the curbs with all these guys. And my, and I just went to them once to be like, I'm going to skate, but I'm going to go over here. Cause I know it's skatable. Uh-huh. And these dudes were there and like, we never stopped skating. And I'm like, I'm here as much as I can. Fuck this. And I've been skating I've been traveling. I've been going to different spots, you know. Do you Here, fly? In, what? Have you flown? I've flown. Yep, is, flown. is it different? Like, is there? do you have to wear masks on the plane and stuff? You have to wear masks on the plane, of okay. course. Yeah. And actually, I went to quite a few places, and it was actually fun during this time because they were less crowded. That's what I would think. So it's like, okay, we're actually following the rules. We're not gathering in crowds. Uh-huh. And we're getting to go do stuff, right? So yeah, I left my house this morning. I've got I I skate every day as much as I can, or if I'm not skating, I go do something else. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, if, I if, my if, beliefs are, and I've seen friends that have caught it. I've known people that have caught it. Yeah. It's the latest flu thing, but I think the news and the media puts too much of a a name on it that people think it's a whole different thing. No, every year the flu grows a different strain to try and, you know, and yeah, granted, sorry, Johnny, whoever goes or Billy or Sam or whatever and brings it home to grandma and, you know, 
it sucks, but there there's casualties in war, you know, and, you know, so I think it's mother nature trying to just, the world's overpopulated. Yeah. That's <laughs> and for sure. it, you know, there needs, I'm not being mean or anything. If I got it and I died, I mean that it's the, it was, you know, world took your number. It's a year now almost that, you know, and it's, they say, well, it's back to winter again. Here's this new one. And then, well, maybe figure out life and don't, you know, I think people are getting too stuck, but other people I'm out and about and other people are living normal lives, still doing their jobs, still doing this, still going here. But, you know, you go to the grocery store, put a mask on. You go here, put a mask on. You just, you know, show respect, rules, right? Show respect, new rules to follow, right? But yeah, yeah, we uh, we've been working from home since March fourteenth, like yeah. almost almost a year. I'm like, are we ever going back? <laughs> yeah. So. No, I think it's. But think about this for a brand or a company, not just in the skateboard industry, or any in any industry. If they now don't really have to have a place where they're now paying a mortgage or rent or anything, right? They save that money, and you know, and their employees are still doing the same job from home. Hey, maybe it did make a good change, and now there's less cars on the road, yeah. So less pollution. There, you know, there's a couple. There is some very big positives out of it. Totally. Yeah. I see that. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people that may, you know, they're going to change their job dynamic forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, why would you even have to go to work? You can do it all right here on the, and like interviews on zoom and stuff. Like, are we going to do interviews in person again? Like, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. It's like crazy how much it's access. To, it's to a point where TV shows and news interviews are done like live, you know, yeah, and us, like this is, you know, and we all talked during the like big main part of it via Zoom and you get a whole group. Uh-huh. So. Whew. Is, and you don't have any idea when you guys will start refilming? No, nah, we don't know yet or what we're doing or. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the rest of this year, it, you kind of are living kind of like day to day, like seeing what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. I feel. I feel like it's like. But I don't, I'm not sitting around uh-huh. and it, I'm easy to access because we have our phones. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like when we grew up and, oh, leave me a message on my phone at home and I'll, I'll call you later. Yeah. No, you, you can be anywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you got a favorite spot like that you go to warm up or anything that you skate regularly? Do you skate those uh, Home Depot curbs or? I haven't skated the Home Depot ones in a while, but we've been skating the Costco curbs. Costco. Is that the one that's kind of rounded? Yeah. Okay. I think. And it's uh, more, it's that there's no overpass over it. Right. There's like four double-sided and then a couple like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did. If you look on my thing, there's this one video where I do a feeble between. It's like through a channel of them. They're like this far apart, and I just feeble right through them. Oh, sick. Okay, yeah. Everybody got Jason Adams itis, man. It's like fucking Curb City now. Everyone. Yeah, it is. It's, curb it, it's pretty sick. Like even in the in San Francisco, there's so many curbs that people have like 
juiced up and made better. So like for skating yeah. that like in the past, people weren't really paying attention to that stuff, you know? Yeah. I would say in the last four years, it has like gained momentum. Right. Well, dude, thanks for fucking spending some time with us. And uh, we always end this uh, show with a song. We can just throw it on and sail out into the sunset. Okay. Well, I love Slayer, but since I'm wearing the black flag shirt, we're, and I've been reading Henry's book lately, oh. we'll do uh, My Rules by Black Flag. All right, sick, dude. <laughs> well, tell everybody I said hi if you see him. I fucking, I love Dave and uh, Pontius and the crew. If you see him around, hopefully I'll be down there sooner than later. Awesome. Give Jason a big hug for me. I miss him. I will, man. We were just looking at the driven boards and uh, I didn't even know you were, you had a board on there. Yeah. I had a few boards. Fuck yeah. So he's, he's putting a lot of energy in that right now with Andy and uh, I've been helping him and we went through the catalogs and there was a few. There was this one with the chick and it said, we man's ruin. And it was after this tattoo. I'll send you a photo because I have it on my phone somewhere. But uh, Andy's had like a, a noose hanging a cat and it says uh-huh. hang in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So uh, we went on a north. Where did we go? Do we? I think we went to Woodward West when the German was going around and everybody was stoked because they thought Jason was coming, but we didn't bring him. But. <laughs> They screen printed me. It was on gray boards, gray stains, uh, two colors, black and red. And Jason drew this graphic real quick where it's me smashing a bird. And it says, we man wins. No way. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I only have one. Like, we only made 14. Oh. Yeah, they were like, quick, get them out. Let's do this demo real quick. Sign them, but, you know. Uh-huh. Hell so. yeah. Now, Jason's the best. I love him. I f- my heart's broken on some of the shit that he's had to go through and stuff, obviously. It's, it's bullshit, man. Kurt Cobain said it in a Nirvana song, self-appointed judges judge more than they have sold. Everybody's a fucking judge. Everybody wants to like bring someone else down because their bitter harvest life they're living. It's like, why yeah. don't you, instead of bring somebody down, why don't you bring yourself up? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the thing too about you, man. I was wondering, like, do you, do you attribute, you just have such a positive, happy aura about you. Do you attribute that to you, the way you were brought up or like you've, you're always like smiling and kind of positive and outgoing and stuff. And like, what do you attribute? That I just, to? uh, uh, no, like, I don't give a fuck attitude. Being an like army brat. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just have, like, I think I've broken so many bones. Like, you know, like, I know how much pain a broken bone feels. Mm -hmm. I know how much, you know. And I've been around the world and I've talked to a bunch of people. And the number one thing old people say is, when I was younger, I wish I would have cared less what people thought. That's a good one. Because, yeah. Who cares what they think? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's always been. So I'm like, I don't care. I was on Kevin and Bean one time, and they they said, yeah, people, they, like, get totally offended. We had these little people on, and 
they hate the word midget. And so these like little people were on and they got more and more pissed off. It's like they were fueling the fire and Kevin and being kept doing it. Like said it lasted for like 30 minutes. Like, so what do you think of the word midget? I'm like, I don't care. I call bam midget anytime, you know, and I do this like, uh, okay. And so then it wasn't as funny anymore, you know, right. and it's like, it's who cares? It's a word. Yeah. It's, it's a word. Exactly. Well, it's yeah. funny. Some people get it. Some people don't. No, just, and so it's funny today too. There was this lady literally pissing into the street and I snapped a photo of her. I don't show her image or anything. And everybody's like, gross, gross, gross. And one lady just comes to me like, I can't believe you're doing this, you shit. And I'm like, no, I'm letting it out there that like, oh, maybe my niece and nephew are going to be walking by. And what are they going to ask me about that? Like, oh, look at, you know? Yeah. No, we need to stop this. We need, <laughs> and if we don't, if we sweep it under the rug, then we're just letting ourselves be, you know? Right. We're just letting everything be okay. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to say things in a certain way. And, and people don't get it because I am so positive and stuff. But I'm going to put things out there that I'm going to be speaking my mind. Like, why are we letting this happen? If I took a piss out in public with my dick out, I'm now a sex offender, you know? Right. And I'm just, yeah. So I know where to go and what and how, you know? Well, that's what's fucked my brain is how much hypocrisy is out there. Like there's so many hypocrites where everybody wants to like, a, like blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay, but let's turn the microscope on you. And now look at all your bullshit. And half of it's what you were just preaching against. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Everyone just needs to chill. And it's social media is a huge part of the problem. I think it's like it everyone is. has access to being like, I can judge you now. And it's like, I'm not saying oh, get rid of it. Everybody's a judge. Yeah. And everybody is the press. Right. They're the press yeah. and the judge. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Geez. Yeah. So I don't know. We're all like, we're the older people that, I, I was talking to Mofo uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was like, when I grew up, I was like, I'm never going to be the guy that says back in my day. And like, I'm all bummed about the youth of today. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm starting to do it. <laughs> I see it now. No, I see it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think about the happier times. Like I yell at my friends too now. And this thing we have, like you and I, we're using it right now as a tool. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. We're, we're creating content, right? Which is, a good, you know, and we're, we're expressing our opinions. Somebody then now we're probably going to get opinionated from people and all that and <laughs> mm -hmm. whatever, who cares, but we're using it as a tool. But when, but when you're with people, put the tools away, unless the tool is going to be used as a group, don't seclude yourself from the group you're in right? and use this, you know? Totally. Yeah. So, and here's here's another thing I learned from an older generation too. My buddy was working on a pretty big project and the owner came and said, uh-oh, something's wrong. And somebody was about to be like, well, so-and-so, you know, did this. And the guy goes, no, we all looked at this. And we all located, we all are at fault here. Right. 
Don't single anybody yeah, don't out. Point the finger. We're this is all a- in this project, and this project got to this point. We all fucked up. So everybody's a bad link. Now let's take this and strengthen all the links again. Right. Because it's not going to work if everybody just keeps going, Jimmy, Bobby, you know? Yeah, and building animosity and all that shit. Let's let's step back. Everybody fucked up. Let's refix it now. Right. So that's how I think we should take worldly problems, too, is, hey, maybe we all turned a blind eye to some things, but let's pull the e-brake, fix what we all know needs to be fixed, and then continue. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I thought the pandemic was planned just to make force everybody to like, put like on pull the e brake. Yeah, like, and- dude, it's getting hectic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa, slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, no, we all did. We thought it was going to do a little, like, little, little nice wax shine on it. Like, got a little dirty. <laughs> Fuck. Well, fucking stay yep. safe, dude, and enjoy fucking the nice SoCal weather. It's, it's getting cold up here, but I bet you got like about 70 degrees in your yard. Yeah, it was. It got real hot the other day, and now we're getting the cool. It's going to be real windy, I guess, today. And then I guess the storm. there's a storm, and we're going to get some rain this weekend. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, fuck. I appreciate it, man. Take care. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, You can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep. 
but the conversation is deeper.